1: a star but only strictly where i'm famous i'm in this foot along this hall like we'll see where it takes us i'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless cause cause this career i chose was even riskier than vegas
2: yo oh hello everybody it's colby psychic rebel how you guys doing today i'm so excited um all right so today i'm gonna just I'm just gonna go crazy. So, today we have one of the greatest, greatest mediums and teachers. In the history of this work In studio to talk to us um, He's traveled all the way From Europe to be here with us And uh, and he's a world Renowned spiritualist uh, He's been a spiritualist since 1983 um, And he spent I believe it was nine years Under Gordon Higginson And he became a tutor himself At the Arthur Finley College Which is in Stansted uh, Which I have been there And it's very very amazing And today Paul organizes classes and events at the college, but in addition uh, he tours the world helping students build their own connection to spirit and develop their Demonstrating mediumship skills, and he also has opened up his own school um, in which he does that, and I believe that is in Germany. So we are going to talk about that more. But before we go any further, I would love to introduce our guest today, Paul Jacobs. Hi, Paul.
3: Hi, Paul. Great to see you again. I'm <laughs> happy to, happy to get to you again.
2: Yeah, it's nice to nice to uh nice to have you. Did you miss me?
1: <laughs> I always miss you, you
2: know that. <laughs> You're like all oh, that Colby. <laughs>
3: I need an injection sometimes. I need some cold. Need a water. little. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> uh, I wish more people felt that way. Um, <laughs> I'm sure no, it's do. great. And um, and our other guest in house is Melinda Kushner. Now the great thing about Melinda is she is right here in California and more Orange County based. But she is a teacher. Um, she also uh, works in this industry. Does readings as well. Helps students. And uh, so love to have her here as. Well, hi, Melinda. Hey, <laughs> okay, so Paul, I want to kind of go back. So, you first walked into a spiritualist church, and it was 1983, right? So, we, what was your first thoughts walking into that?
3: Well, at first, I wasn't sure what I was walking into. Okay. Except I know it said the word spiritualist, and when I walked in there, straight away, immediately without speaking to anybody, um, knowing anything, I just had this overwhelming feeling that I'd found something, I'd come home. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, that's actually, it's funny you say that. Um, and now your great aunt was there also, right?
3: Yes, yeah, she was the working uh, medium. She came onto the platform. I didn't know what was going to take place. And when she walked on, I thought, I'm sure I know that lady from somewhere. I had not <laughs> seen her for years and years. And then um, in the demonstration, she came to me and gave me a contact. And halfway through, she suddenly stopped and she says, I know you. She says, uh, you're Alfie's son, aren't you? And I says, yes, that's correct. She says, well, it's not fair for me to carry on giving you a contact, because I know you and the family, and we're re- uh, related. So I'll have a word with you after the demonstration. And that was the beginning, really.
2: Wow. I mean, that's so it is kind of neat, because it definitely was in the family. The mediumship, and do you did she? Because she introduced you to Gordon Higginson. That's right. right.
3: Well, I'd been, I I continued to go twice a week to that church, and after about six weeks, I thought this isn't for me. It's a load of rubbish. (laughs) Uh, You know, um, I think I better put my time to something else. And then my aunt Lavinia um, rang me and she says, "Are you doing anything on Sunday?" And I says, "No." She says, "Are you still going to the Spiritualist Church in Wolverhampton?" I says, "I am, but I don't think it's for me." She says, well, I'm going on Sunday to Longton Spiritualist Church, Gordon Higginson's church, which meant nothing. She says, would you like to come with me? And I says, yes, I'll come with you. Wow. uh, And then actually she she died six weeks later.
2: Oh. And
3: I turned up at at the crematorium uh, for a service. Now, the crematorium was only ten minutes away from where I lived, and I arrived two hours early, parked the car, looked over, and sitting in the car across the way was Gordon Higginson. And he was taking a service, and he invited me to join and sit in the car. And he says, young man, I can help you.
2: Wow. That's amazing. Can you imagine? Huh. Yes, I mean, every,
3: I mean, I've had to put up with so much jealousy even today because of the interest and friendship yeah. i built with him. And not just him being a mentor, we were very good friends. And so many people were envious because they all wanted him because he was, like, the man. Right. Um, but um, he chose me. But
2: that's uh, the thing. It's, it's kind of because he did see, he chose you. I mean, right. he sa- he saw something from spirit within you and said, hey, come here.
3: That's right. Yeah. And, and actually, if I look back and I often say to students, you know, yes, I went to his classes and I went to his seminars, but I actually learned more, one, by watching him work, mm-hmm. and two, I used to drive him to a lot of the places where he worked because – driving was getting a bit too much for him. And the conversations we had in the car, when I look back now, I now realised you know, how much he was teaching me. I didn't realise he was at the time, but there was many things I did realise at the time when we were driving in the car um, that he was teaching that really meant more and did more for me than a classroom.
2: Wow. And it's, um you know, you studied with him, I mean, how many years was it? I mean, like... Gosh, it's 30, right? I don't want to age you. That's okay. That's
3: okay. I was in development for at least six years before I went on the platform in my own right. Right. And I turned up at the church on a Sunday afternoon. And um, I don't know. I had a good feeling that he was going to ask me to go on the platform so I deliberately dressed that oh. I wasn't suitable for the platform and <laughs> um, he, I arrived and he looked me up and down and he says why are you dressed like that you normally wear a suit and a tie for church and I said, I don't know I didn't fancy today I was going to ask you on the platform he said well I still am you'll have to go on dressed like that <gasps> he said the medium's not coming today he said so I'll be doing the address and you will be doing the demonstration um, so we did that and afterwards he said, Are we having a cup of tea? I says, Yes. He says, Go and make it. So I went and made the tea and then he sat me down for an hour and told me everything I did wrong.
0: Oh god. <laughs> but then
3: just at the end he said, But the first contact you gave, the whole demonstration was worthwhile for that one contact. Oh. And he says, Always remember, it doesn't matter whether there's ten people there, a thousand people, as long as you touch one person and make a difference, it's all been worthwhile.
2: Oh, wow. That's incredible, huh? See, that's teaching right there, that's isn't right. it?
3: That's right. And he never, ever once told me when I'd done well. <laughs> yeah. I only knew when I'd done well when he didn't say anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard he was a little tougher. At least Mavis's stories, uh, he, he, he's a little strict. but
3: Yes, he is. He, but he was meant in the right way, he, even in our church um, development group with members of the church. Um, The other students used to say to me, Paul, how do you put up with him, you know, saying the way he is and his attitude to you? I says, one, because I know I'll be a better medium. Yeah. Two, he does it to me because he knows I can take it, but he's also hoping you'll listen to what he's saying to me, but he knows he can't say it direct to you. But most of you don't realise that he's trying to teach you at the same time.
2: Right, right. I know, And and I've had the privilege of studying with you, which has been so much fun. I mean, it is fun. It is
3: fun. It has to be fun. There has to be a joy. Gordon always said, once the joy goes out of it, call it a day.
2: It is. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's nerve wracking, but at the same time, you just put it aside because you you do, I mean, you learn so much from you. I mean, you really do have this way of bringing something out in, in each one of us.
3: That's right. I mean, often when students come, I say, "How can I help you?" They say, "We want to be stretched." I said, "Well, I don't bring a rack with me. (laughs) You know, you've got to prepare to stretch yourself." Yeah. Um, But the trouble is, when you do try to stretch a student and extend and deepen what they do, then I I get class. Then as being the hard, horrible teacher, and my expectations are too high. Yeah. Um, But you know. Students limit themselves. You know. Yeah. You often hear the word um, "connection." Use oh, there's a man here. And there's a connection with boats. I said, yeah, but there'll probably be ten people here who've got a connection with the man with the boat. But what is the connection? That's the evidence. That's going to what's going yeah. to prove which of the ten people know the connection with the boat. Yes, and mm-hmm. then you say I'm pushing them out the comfort zones, and there's too many come, and there's too many teachers. Who just want to be popular, and then everything a student does, they tell them, oh, that was wonderful, that was nice, that was good. Yeah. So when they don't get that from me, it comes as a little bit of a shock sometimes. Yeah. But I'm doing it for the right motive, the right purpose, you know.
2: Oh, I, yeah, you, and you can tell, I mean, y- you know, it's, I don't know. You can see the passion in it. You can see it's coming from an authentic, true place. I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate, too. I really do.
3: I I mean, there's thousands and thousands of so-called mediums. So I say to my students at the beginning of a course, do you want to be one of the thousands or do you want to be that little something more? If you want to be one of the thousands, then I'm not the right teacher for you. Yeah. If you want to be that little bit more, then... I'm the right teacher.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's um, it's good, though. It's kind of, <laughs> I mean, you, you're good. You you can sting and then you rub it. Oh, it's okay. You sting okay. and then I rub it. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's actually this perfect balance. It really, really is. Don't you find that, Melinda? You've oh, studied with Paul. Well, you know, Paul is,
1: to me, he takes away, um, excuse me, you take away from him the best of the best. Yeah. Because, like you said, if you want to be something more, that's where you have to go and, and you have to study with that kind of a person
2: and the thing with Paul is you know he sees it. It's, he's not going to push someone that isn't there it's, it's he already sees it yes. you know it's like Gordon saw you you see something and you you're not going to let go you're going to say look I know you can get there
3: that's right I, I mean for example I know you've you met them yourself like uh Chris Drew and mm-hmm. just two as an example um I've trained them from the beginning all the way through because I saw something there and and you know yourself; they could stand on a platform with any medium in the world, and all their their own. Oh yeah. And and I try to teach everybody the same as what I've taught them, because I know it works.
2: Yeah, it does work. Yeah. As long
3: as the student wants to reach for that something better, you know. Yeah. So you know, if for me students are away with what. The rainbows and butterflies and fluffy bunnies then again
2: i'd be the right <laughs> teacher <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, maybe not so much <laughs> i don't i don't think you're gonna be the tooth fairy anytime soon <laughs> <That's> but, fair. <laughs> but it's good now you have your own school right the house of spirit is that what it's called that's correct and it's, it's in a, germany is that right
3: that's right hanover in germany okay yes, got yes, it yeah. just
2: making sure yep, yeah
3: well I, i'm I would, gonna go there yeah. well i mean partners with the school with the uh, Biaggio, and we call this House of Spirit because he's a wine sommelier. Oh, so he no. runs wine seminars there, and I do the spirit communication. I love so, that. Uh, oh, it's my perfect so place. Yeah, you'd love it. It's great. Uh, we have students from all over the world. We have international weeks, Finnish week, French week, Italian week, German week. So, you know, we bring students from everywhere.
2: Do the wine students come at the same time, the spirit, the the metaphysical students?
3: We, we go... We're getting a bit of a mixture because it's like um, Biagio has a really fantastic Italian restaurant and wine bar. Um, so like most of his customers have got to know me. Yeah. Um, so uh, they've started showing oh, an God. interest. I was there the other night and two people, um, where they asked me to join them and, oh, fantastic. My dad's a preacher. He said, but I'd love to know about what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the students then also... Who, because the food and the wine for the seminars comes from Biagio's restaurant. I mean, so had I the known, best of both worlds, right? I can't
2: wait. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Some
3: students, I'm not too sure whether they come for the teaching or for the wine and well, food. I know. Honest. I was, I, um. you know,
2: I'll have to make sure I take a class with you while I'm there. But <laughs> yeah, <she'll laughs> the, the, good. You'd love the it. good food and wine sounds wonderful. You know. No, that's it's really what's good. And then, what did you know? What did you do prior to becoming a medium? What
3: didn't I do? <laughs> um, I've been. Um, Croupier, oh. uh, yes, worked in uh, Birmingham in England, um, worked in Holland in the underground casinos, oh. um, did a little stint in the Bahamas, <laughs> I had my own market business at the age of eight years of age. Uh, I was one of the first in England to open one of these large out of town stores selling direct to the public, even though it's popular in America. I was one of the first in England.
2: Oh, wow. I had a
3: chain of clothing shops. So, I owned a bingo hall. So, uh, always, been
2: a, I mean, but always been an entrepreneur, yes, always yes, been always. a businessman. Yes, yes. Um, so, with that, did, was it hard for you to say, I'm going to embrace being a medium? I mean, was it difficult at all? Or did, like, you. Gordon just say, this is what you're going to do.
3: No, no. I mean, he, he never actually told me this is what I should do. I mean, I'd been involved with him for a, a couple of years, and one afternoon he was having a cup of tea, and he just looked at me, and, and in that voice of his, he I don't understand you. I said, calm <laughs> down. What do you mean? Why well, you're not taking your mediumship more seriously and do something with it. Yeah. So after that, then, <laughs> yeah, I
0: that's... seriously
3: then decided to... I didn't deliberately become a full time medium. I was trying to do my mediumship alongside my business. And then it got to a point where the demand yeah. for my mediumistic work come to such a degree, I was having difficulty balancing with both. So I had to make that decision right. which way to go.
2: Right. So I'm glad you made that decision. Yes, I'm. I think Melinda's pretty hey, glad. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know,
3: because even if I look back to my business days, I've had the big houses, I've had the big cars, I've had you know, the money to do whatever. But in all that time, though, even though I had all that success, I was never felt totally happy. See, there's still something within me. I'd always felt there was something missing. Yeah. And then I realised that nothing physical was going to fulfil that empty place. It was only that of the spirit that was going to make me fulfilled.
2: Oh. Well, you feel fulfilled now.
3: Oh, I certainly do. I'm very fortunate.
2: Now, what about with the students? What is your... Like, what is the greatest gratification with working with a student? Is it kind of seeing that Chris Drew and that Andy Bing? That's right. Is that what it is?
3: Yeah. I I mean, um, we've got to realize that there's only going to be a few out of so many who are going to reach that level. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, i put a lot of time, energy, and work where – you know, people like that, I can give you other names as well. Yes, they've paid to come on courses, but I've taken interest in them. It's been, in a way, I've truly mentored them. I've taken interest in them as a person, as a whole, with all the other aspects of the life. It wasn't just about them paying to come on courses. Right. Um, took them out for the first demonstrations, took them abroad, helped them through to becoming teachers at the college. Even now... I said, it's never ending with you. I said, you know, I said, my life's fine. I've got no problems. I'm always having to deal with you a lot all the time still after all these years, you know. So for me, that's what true mentorship is about.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like being a proud father, though, right? It is. I'm, I said that,
3: you know, I have no children in my own. So it, it, it is like being a proud father. Yeah. Um, actually, Andy calls me pops. You Does know? he? Um, I have quite a few call me uncle or whatever. I call you boss.
2: I'll yeah, be like, "Hey, that, boss." <laughs> yeah, the boss. I don't mind boss. That's okay. That's good. Um, what about this soul to soul workshop that starts tomorrow, right? Oh, that's and it's in Norco, and I, I think we have a flyer you can, can put don't... up. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what the soul to soul workshop is for students.
3: Well, I've, I've started to call uh, many of my seminars soul to soul because that's what it's all about. Um. And it doesn't have to be about being just a medium to begin with because the most important thing, if you are going to develop your psychic faculty and ability and your mediumistic ability, um, you've got to be able to learn to communicate with your own soul Mm -hmm. because that's where the psychic uh, work works from and the same with the mediumistic ability. It comes through the soul and the psychic faculty. So if I can't understand my own soul, um, I'm going to understand the soul of somebody living in this world who needs my help, not alone understand and communicate with the soul who's discarded this physical body. So that is the foundation. And then, again, a lot of people today, they're not coming for help just because they need evidence of somebody in the spirit world. They come because of the difficulties of living in this world and I can remember saying to Gordon Higginson "Oh, when I'm ready to become a full time medium and and do professional readings I'm only going to see people who've lost somebody and I thought he'd be pleased with me, he just looked at me and he's so angry and who are you to decide that? He said, "Somebody grieving for the loss of a whole, a business, a relationship, a title to help just as much as somebody who's grieving." And I had to change my total attitude because, like a lot of students, I didn't really want to do the psychic development of reading people. Right. only he wanted to know about contacting people in the spirit world. So I had to take a retake and relook at my development when he said that. Yeah. And it's just see the psychic work is just as important it as is. our mediumistic work. The only time I have a problem with the psychic work is when they're saying it's mediumistic.
2: Oh, when right. it's not. <laughs> then I have a
3: problem. But the psychic work truly in its right sense and that's what's been said and the level we're working on. Great. You know, there's no point in me sitting there for thirty minutes struggling to give you a grandmother you're not interested in and didn't know. Right. If your earthly life's falling apart. What's right. the
2: point? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I mean personally I think they're both I really enjoy both of them. Yes, I, I, I really do. Do. I do. So it is there's so much healing in both.
3: That's right. And you know what people forget, you know, on a psychic level and a mediumistic level, it works exactly the same way. It's just one soul's in a physical body, one's not. We will use the same faculties. It all works through the clairsentience, the clairvoyance, Even on a psychic level, you can hear clairaudiently as well. Yes. So it works the same. So, you know, I say to students, if you can't do it on a psychic level, you'll certainly not do it on a mediumistic level. And it helps you to understand better if you can develop that psychic. And it's like your psychic faculty, which is your soul. So doing the psychic development, it's like if you look at your soul like a muscle, it's strengthening that muscle, which helps you with your mediumistic ability and then plus the psychic faculty and ability in its own right is important too.
2: Yeah. No, and it is it is like a muscle. It even feels like that. I mean, That's especially nice. especially having a class with you, it definitely feels like a workout. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like <sighs> I need a glass of wine. Yeah. Probably. No, <laughs> it's yeah, know, But when you think sometimes,
3: you know, <laughs> students come to classes, and I, I have to keep on emphasising, emphasising, you come into a class for seven days a week, they're 12-hour days. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, your mind and the mental energy and the emotion, yep. you know, you can't accept, expect to keep having results to the degree you want, exercise after exercise after exercise. Mm-hmm. It, it's not possible. And students in the classroom should not put the emphasis on their results and the performance. Right. I don't judge a student on that in a class. You know, what I'm interested in, you're understanding what I'm teaching you, why, the relevance of it, the structure of the technique, your mind's got it clear, so you can take away... Practice it, practice it, practice it. Get it wrong, get it wrong, get it wrong until it starts happening. That's what's important in the classroom. Yes, I know we all need a little performance to, to encourage us, but you can't put the whole emphasis in the classroom on your performance.
2: Yeah, and the, the thing too is, um, you know, I think in the classroom is really when we make a, a mistake, Right, but that it—it's when it brings about awareness, and it's like it. There's like that whole thought changes. You go, oh, like it's like everything changes, and you can move forward right, from there. Right.
3: You know, I say to students, I want you to get it wrong. Yeah, I can teach you more by you getting it wrong yeah. than I can by you getting it right. Yeah, and you know, in the classroom, if you don't learn and experience what causes the nose. what's gone wrong, then when it comes to the real situation, you're not going to know what to do and how to deal with it. But also I think they forget they're learning to communicate with the spirit world, but the spirit world are also learning to communicate with you. So, you know, there's that intelligence there. They know you're in a classroom, so they will take that opportunity to get to know you better... How you can respond to different things, and they will experiment with you. Yeah. So otherwise, your mediumship will not grow. You'll stay in the same mode, the same level, the same type of same delivery and communication. Yeah.
2: Well, it's. I mean, you can see the. I, I mean, the thing is, is that you can you can see the mediums you work with. You know, you can see the level of professionalism and the level of connection, and that just it really speaks for itself i mean your teaching really speaks for itself and um i mean i just i, I feel so lucky like i feel like you know i mean i, I you know I, I didn't have you for 30 years like you had gordon but it's like wow like i know i'm in a lucky place like i know like this is amazing so
3: what i find sad and it's difficult for me you know especially at the at the college um Cause I've nearly always been given, like, the advanced students. Those who are nearly ready to go out or are already going out on the platform who uh, have never been to me before. The problem I have, I have to spend nearly 50% of that week undoing the rubbish... And resetting the minds. Right. And then some students have a difficulty with that. I had a lady from the USA email me a few weeks ago. She says, I hated your class at the <laughs> AFC. I couldn't wait to get home. She says, I just couldn't go along with it. And you were making me do things all in a different way. I didn't like it at all. She says, but I've had to write to you and tell you. She says, because now some of the things you've been teaching are falling into place. And people have been saying to me, how much positive the change in my mediumship is now, and I get that happen quite a lot.
2: Wow, yeah, it's it, sometimes you know people need to sit with it a bit, and then it, and That's then right. it, and they go. Oh. Okay. But at least, you know, you got to give her credit that she took the time to yes, email you and say, right. you were right. That, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not always Mr. Popular, I
3: assume times and especially if they want the ego, you know, um, I'll sometimes say to students, you know, if you've come here to be discovered, then you booked the wrong week. Right. You yeah. know, if you've come to learn, you'll get everything from me. <laughs>
2: Um, and so now the, the soul to soul that we're starting tomorrow, there's still some spaces available. So if anyone, you know, cause we put the link up just in case. Absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. So if, you know, if you're, you're watching this and you say, you know what, I I really want to study. I want to study with one of the, the best in the world. Like you guys sign up for this. I know it starts tomorrow, but you got to do this. This is a great, great opportunity. And now you're also doing some demonstrating. Yes. I... Yeah, you got two. Yay! We have one Friday, right? um One's Friday night. That's that's actually in Norco, also. That's
3: right. That's right. my own on that one. Yes.
2: Yeah. So that's going to be just you um in Norco. So it'll be after the workshop.
3: That's right.
2: Take a little break, and then you'll do you'll do it there. And that's at the Common Ground Corona. We do have the the flyer up, so if anyone needs the address, they can look. And um, that's going to be incredible. But then Saturday night, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Saturday night, you have a uh, demonstration with Tim Braun, and that's in in here in L.A.
3: That's correct. Yes, really looking forward. I love to see mediums I've not worked before. I just love to watch to see how they get the information, what type of information, what they do with it, how they put it together, how they deliver it. Um, so I, I still find it fascinating to watch how different mediums work. And all students really should watch as many demonstrations as possible. Yes. Not to judge them or not wanting to, because they want a message, but to watch how they work. Yes. And it helps them then understand their own mediumship of what's good or what they need to do in their own mediumship.
2: Yeah, I think it's um one of the, I mean, it's great just to watch really good mediums, though. It's just... Uh, because it's just you're connecting too I mean like you're you're feeling their connection and you're just feeling it's, you get something out of it don't you don't you Melinda when you watch others I yeah, absolutely um and it doesn't matter what level they are yeah,
1: yeah I enjoy it but I but I will say Paul is probably the best person I've ever been with, the best person I've ever listened to. Uh, I enjoy everything about him because there are certain teachers that actually connect with your own soul
2: yeah, they do. They'll just say something too. I mean, he has this way. He'll look mm-hmm. at you and he'll just give these little Absolutely. one-liners, and they're just you're like, "Oh, and the truth. It's the truth.
1: Uh-huh.
3: It's all that I that I love." Mister Holmes, Exactly. That's what I love. Please, or offend. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: No, it's 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 really, but you know, on the but see, on the positive side of that, you'll push someone to again to stretch themselves and to take that next step as to where they need to go and not to just keep playing it safe.
3: That's right. You know, because you you won't move anywhere. I I, I can remember, I think, I think it was the last time I was a student at the Arthur College with Gordon and he made me do a contact and it was for him actually and I was quite chuffed and quite pleased with it and I sat down Mm. and he just looked at me and he said, you finished? And I said, yes. So you don't want to be a good medium then? So I was in front of all the students. So I said, "Yes, of course I do." So he said, "Well, instead of just telling me the lady had a piano, tell me what she played on the piano. Instead of just telling me there's a photograph frame on top of the piano, tell me what was in it." So I got back up, the piano come back. I could see the sheet music. Tom, worried what she played. The communicator played. Yes, that's correct. Then I got my own back on him. Before I said well, what was in the photograph frame, I said this lady was a medium. He says, "Yes, that's correct." How do you know that? I said, because in the photograph frame isn't a photograph, it's a psychic drawing of a North American Indian who was a guide. He says, that's correct. Now that's the difference between an average medium and a good medium. So, you know, if you say, I've got a man who worked with his hand with tools, instead of just plain safe and stop there, if the tools are there, the tools are there to tell you whether he was a carpenter, yeah. whether he was a plumber, whether he was an electrician too many students are scared of being wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You see, where with me, I, I was actually trying to prove I wasn't a medium when I first started. So I wasn't scared of being wrong. So I'd have been quite happy to be wrong. Unfortunately unfortunately, I was right. <laughs> um, you know. Um, but that's what holds people back. They're scared to go the next stop. It's not that the extra information is not there or they're not capable. They're too scared of being wrong.
2: Right. You right.
3: Know, and you've got to lose that.
2: Do you ever just get... I mean, does it ever get tiring? Do you ever just get tired sometimes of, like, um, dealing with ego or dealing with?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I, love, I love demonstrating. I could do it every day of the week. Yeah. It, it, it's my, it is my favorite. Um, I've got a passion about teaching demonstrating mediumship because I was fortunate what Gordon did for me. And I always said, if I can do the same back for somebody else, I will. And that's why I've got this group of people. I've took that extra interest and took them to the stage they have. But there are times I do have groups and I think, you know, are you wasting your time, Paul? You know, um, maybe you should find another profession to do. (laughs) Um, You know, at times you do get groups like that. But, you know, if if, again, if there's a group and there's uh, one person, there's that something there that I know it'll make a difference, then it's been a whole
2: it's been worth it,
3: worthwhile. But even so, the other students can get something from they do, it. Yeah. But I've had to learn to accept not everybody is going to reach the level I would like. Um, I was taking two groups last year, which I'm doing freely. I took two groups of people um, every month uh, for people who couldn't afford development, and um, you know, and there's a number of them. I know they were never really going to achieve the standard I'm looking for. But what I had to look at, I know they'll achieve more than they would have done if I hadn't have done it. So yeah. I have to look at it in in that way,
1: too. The, so the, I, that you
2: were able to help them grow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, you travel, though. You go everywhere. I mean, you go to Australia, everywhere. I think every country. So mm. Australia, have all of them.
3: That's right. That's Do you
2: have a favorite?
3: I used to love Italy. I still do. Okay. They drive me mad at times, but I, lo- I do love them. Um, I do love the country. Probably it's the food and the wine. Um, but I do like the Italian personality and the expressiveness. Um, but when I first started going abroad, it wasn't as popular, so many mediums going. I think nearly every country I went to, to work in my early years, in the um, cities or areas I went, I was probably the first medium. Um, say, Lugano, the Italian part of Switzerland, When I first went there, I was the only medium. Um, I think we had 50 people at the first demonstration. It then built up to 600 people coming to the demonstration, and we built an organisation, and it's only very small, the Italian part of Switzerland, Switzerland's small. Uh, And we had a 1,000 members in that organisation. So uh, I've done it in Holland. There's a fantastic organisation in Holland. Um, which I set up with a medium I've trained. You, you met and worked with Josie Um She's got a fantastic academy there. I've set up uh, three years ago a residential s- centre, and a oh, monastery wow. for mediumship. Um, so I've always gone to new places starting something new, and once they're up and established, I then move on to somewhere else.
2: So again it, 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 it that business entrepreneur is still inside of you yeah, it just yeah, is now like yeah. building the foundations oh, that's right. you know yeah. putting them up um, what is your what is like when you look at a Chris Drew mm. and you look at an Andy Bing because the one thing I think that you really do is you make sure they keep their personality
0: yes
2: um, so what about that is important or, or how do you maintain that but yet build their mediumship
3: well, you know, I've always said to them, you know, because when you're being taught by somebody, yes, you are, you can pick up uh, that teacher's mannerisms, some of their expressions, you know, and if they go too far with that, I have to pull them up about it. And I always stressed, you know, yes, you can use all what you've learned from me, but but keep your own personality within yeah. it. Don't change because what you've got to realise is, with the spirit world, all I've got to work with is you nothing else and and I'm really stressing in my teaching you know your weaknesses and strengths in your mediumship will be the weakness and strengths in your emotions and your weak and your mind the weaknesses and strengths in your mind will also be the weaknesses and strengths in your mediumship so if you've got a mind like a butterfly (laughs) Your mediumship's going to be like a butterfly flitting here, everywhere. If you've got a very analytical mind, if you allow that to be too strong, even we need focus and discipline, you'll then be analysing, dissecting everything the spirit will give you and destroying it before you've expressed it and given the communication chance to build and work. But keeping your own individuality. I can remember um, an old medium from Gordon's generation. I'd never met before and... um, I went along with a friend who was a friend of this older medium to watch another demonstration of top mediums. And in the interval, it was my early days, he says, I want to have a word with you. And I said, yeah, I'm okay. He said, see the mediums are working tonight. He said, you can be better than that. I says, me? And I mean, they were top mediums. I said, I don't think so. He says, yes, you can, only if you do one thing. And I was waiting for this great revelation. And he says, simply be you. And I didn't quite understand it at first, but when I look back now, and the change to me, um, when I work as a medium, you're seeing the real Paul, because in everyday life, I was a person who didn't really like people to see the real Paul or know the real Paul. Yeah. But that was putting a barrier to my mediumship.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. spirit
3: world only got you and the essence of who you are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do. It is, um, and that's actually one of the things that you had told me. You, you were just like, "Colby, don't you ever change who you are?" And I was like, "Oh, thank you, <laughs> right?" Because you know, I'm I'm loud. I'm from the East Coast. I'm done. So it's kind of like, oh, okay.
3: It's like we're demonstrating leadership with me. I think it's because, like, when I was when I was a young boy, and a young lad, mm-hmm. I'd have a market stall. where not just standing quietly. I do all the spiel selling my wares and gather a big crowd. Well, in a way, the spirit wheel could use that for the demonstration. <laughs> you know, but I'm just selling the spirit instead of a box of chocolates. So, yeah, <laughs> huh.
2: yeah, it's it's kind of neat. It is interesting, but and I wonder all these different careers if they didn't somehow play into your mediumship. Also, do you ever find that you're able to pop in clothes or pop in? Um, bingo or gambling just because of your your past?
3: Yes, the the spirit world will use your experience of Mm -hmm. life Um, you've got to be careful that you're not just pulling things from your own imagination but it is because when the spirit world it starts off in the higher consciousness comes through the subconscious and your subconscious is the storehouse of your total experience on every level of your being so as they come through the subconscious then they can pull out onto your conscious mind things that you can use and easily recognize to give as evidence in your context
2: okay yeah that's that's good and that yeah. helps students and do you do you recognize that when you're working with a student like oh you know what that's just you or that is that's right okay.
3: or, or or they start off with information but then they they just then embroider the story With what is the general scenario, and then it starts going wrong. Yeah, you know what gets me mad. I don't understand. You know, it's like you hear in the group in the uh, all the time all these grandmothers cooking in the kitchen with mobility problems and an apron. Uh, You know, and I say, well, you know, we've been having that all week. Then why can't one of you give me a contact from my grandmother who was a professional cook in a hotel, was a professional cook in a in a health farm. Yeah. If they can show your grandmother cooking in a kitchen at home, why can't they show your grandmother doing that? Again, because my grandmother might have been trying to come showing cooking, but they're just playing that narrow-mindedness. They're safe.
2: They're safe. You know, if
3: you're meeting if it's really going to go somewhere, you've got to have such an expansive mind, and especially if you want to travel... Internationally, and you're working professionally. You don't know who's going to walk through that door. Mm -hmm. You know, I can remember being in Italy, and a guy walked in off the street every day, casually dressed, and um, he sat down. I was aware of his father, and I nearly didn't go with the evidence. Oh, this can't be right. I knew he wasn't Italian, but I wasn't quite sure sure what nationality was. I said, "You know," I said, "You." I thought, "Well, I've got nothing else. I've got to go with it." And I said, "Your father was connected to royalty." I said, "He's on about presidents." He was friends with a politician who was shot and murdered. And um, he said, yeah, that's right. He says my father was friends with um, JF Kennedy. And um, his father was um, an Arab prince.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> did you do you ever just want to, like, fall off your chair? I mean, now you probably don't. But then did you just want to be like, oh, my goodness.
3: Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 it's, I had to go with it. But, you know, if my mind had stayed so narrow, yeah, it wouldn't be possible.
2: Yeah, yeah. But there's a part of you that had to have known that it was right, I guess, or connected, right?
3: Well, I mean, even starting in my experiences, when information comes, sometimes it'll come like a flash. Sometimes yeah. it will only seem like imagination. But as I teach to, teach to students, I've got to trust. Yes. And be prepared to be wrong. Yes. And if I'm wrong, okay, I put my hands up there. Okay, I'm wrong. And don't make an issue and a problem out of it. Yeah. Simple as that.
2: Do you do you ever you don't ever have a trouble now making a connection, right? You just is it just there? Is it just like
3: Um <laughs> no, I mean th- there are some times when I'm physically mentally tired, and I think yeah. you know, am I, I'm I'm going to, uh, you know, is this going to be an effort? And actually sometimes uh, when I demonstrate, I actually demonstrate better when I'm tired. Yeah. Because I'm so tired, I can't be bothered to death. I can't be bothered to fight or analyze what they give me. I just Oh, just give it if it's right, if it's right; if it's wrong, it's wrong. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes it goes better, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm keeping my unconscious mind out of it and interfering with it. Don't yeah. you see? and yeah. that's the problem: keeping our conscious mind out of interfering with what they're giving us.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's it can be scary, but yeah, it's it's really a beautiful journey that you take your students on. It really, really is.
3: But you know, I think yeah, I think what they forget, you know, even now. I get so excited. I'm like a kid at Christmas with a new toy when the spirit will give me a piece of evidence I've never had before or in a different way. You know, and you can see it within me. And I watch students sometimes when they're training, and you know, they look as if they're dead. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> there's no excitement and joy before yeah. they've even started. Yeah. I yeah. said, if I was the spirit world, I wouldn't bother, I wouldn't bother with you. Wait. You know,
2: because
3: yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, they're going to be choosing you, the one to use as well.
2: Yeah, I, I right. And it's you got to have fun too, though. I think it's, gotta, yeah, it's like, got to yeah, keep the fun in it. Of course it
3: has. Of course it has. You know, it, it, but there's got to be that joy in it, it. It has. And that excitement. And I think some even people, even students, have lost the wonder. You know, for me, one little piece of information, for me, a miracle's taking place. You think another mind we thought of dead and gone can still impart a piece of information into a conscious mind in case in that's physical body. Yeah, It's a miracle. Yeah, It's a wonder, and I've never lost that. And I hope I never will. The yeah. day I do, then it'll probably be the day for me to call it a day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Tap out. Yeah. We call it tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melinda, how do you feel that your mediumship has changed since working with Paul?
1: Uh, well, gosh, my mediumship has changed from years ago to the current because we were taught many years ago. To go through gatekeepers. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's changed a lot from there, and, and understanding the philosophy, and that we're not healing just this world, but we're also healing the
3: spirit world.
2: Yeah, yeah. and that philosophy. That's a, there. that's a
3: good point because people forget the communication is not just for the recipient; right. it's for the person in the spirit world.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, and I think we forget that element. Yeah, and I think also we forget at times as mediums. Um, that they are real people, yes, and we've got to stop treating them as imaginary figures or treating them just as information. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, um. we honor that. And um, okay, so again, for anyone, you know, if you if you want to learn and you want to grow, this is this is a wonderful opportunity. It starts tomorrow, goes through Saturday. It's in Nortgo um, It's at a lovely, lovely space. It's really great. Common Grounds, right? That's the oh, name of it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you can sign up. You can go to Melish, uh, melinda dot uh, You can they can sign up there, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, perfect. And we do the link is there, yes. Yeah, so the link is right there, mm-hmm. so you can do that. And if you're in the LA area, and and if you're not making the class, and you're in LA, you gotta go to this damn Saturday night. This is this is right in uh like it's. They call it Los Angeles here. It's kind of like a West L.A. area. And this is a great venue here. It's at the Olympic Collection. I actually was there for a wine tasting. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know not of Georgia. And I plan on being there. I can't wait. And this is going to be a fabulous, fabulous demonstration with Tim Braun and Paul Jacobs. So now you get to see two of these really world-renowned mediums and, you know, see how they work. You get to learn and grow, but also enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy it. So, you know, bring some family, bring some friends, get some tickets for that. Again, they're on com. And, uh, Paul, if you're going to do this course or you're in the Northco area or don't mind the drive, you get to see Paul's demonstration solo by himself um, at the Common Ground. And, I, you know, I have to tell you, I've seen him – a few times demonstrating it it is incredible i mean it's it is beautiful because he does bring the spirit and he does bring the personality and he does bring the story and he does bring the healing and the connection and
3: it's awesome
2: Thank you, Thank it's you.
3: awesome it's like you're making me
2: blush it's like <laughs> <gasps> it's well at least i'm making you blush in a good way <laughs> not through frustration so that's, that's good. <laughs> so i'm I'm really excited, and um you know i'm just I'm so honored that you both took the time to be here and to be on the show and to share this knowledge and this experience with the audience. It's a pleasure call oh, pleasure thank you. and if now, if you were gonna leave like you know you you had one day left in in this this physical world, right? What would you want to like make sure you left behind what What's the one thing you would want to leave behind?
3: Somebody to continue the work that I'm doing oh,
2: that's good.
3: And that's why I've took the interest personally in those I have.
2: That's a great to
3: continue that work.
2: Yeah. Oh that's a that's a that's a good one. That's yeah. that's good. Huh. And And, and
3: hopefully there's one on a personal level would just be that maybe that hopefully that this world's a little bit better in some small way for me being part of it. And yeah. that should be important for all of us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um I mean who's your favorite favorite student, Colby Um <laughs> So,
3: who? Colby. Colby. Oh, sorry, yeah. That's, because I love a challenge. Like, uh, I love a challenge, you see.
2: <laughs> <say. laughs> yeah. Now you know what my mom says, right? <laughs> my mom's just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um and it's it's wonderful, Melinda. You know, you, you put in so much effort to to, you know, bring these amazing teachers here to, to cater and to do this into house. And it is a lot of work, you know. It's it's a, a lot of work, but it is well worth it. It time. is about you know, you're doing this part too to kind of
3: That's great because I'd love to acknowledge that because Without people um, like Melinda, it wouldn't be possible for for us to reach as many people as we do. We couldn't do it without them. So. It's wonderful. Thanks.
2: Melinda. Thank you. appreciate it. Yeah, so um, let's just let people know where they can find you on social media. We have melindacushner.com as your website. And Correct. what is your uh, Facebook? And are you on Twitter, I, Instagram? I'm on them all. Okay. I'm on everything. And is it just at Melinda Kushner, or what is your tag, or do you not know?
1: Uh, <laughs> I know I so many of us don't know. That helps me because
2: I'm really bad with computers. But Perfect it's, uh, timing. Does she know? Yes, she would know. Yes. M Kushner Media. There you new go. <laughs> there you go. And we put um, Paul Jacobs' mm-hmm. uh, website up. So your your website is up there. Do you have a Facebook?
3: That, I'm on Facebook, yes. Yes.
2: I, I mean, I have you. I just want to make sure it's like. <laughs> like, can we tell yes, other yes. people or?
3: Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, keep you all to myself. We. <laughs> no, it's good. It's great, and you're you're doing wonderful things. I mean, you really. You're changing students, but you're changing lives, and you really are making a difference. That's
3: right. Um, like people like Chris and uh, Andy, they say, "We dread it when you go to the spirit world." And I says, "Why? This is when we're working and demonstrating. You'll be there. You won't. You can't. You won't be able to help yourself, and you'll be there trying to interf- interfere, <laughs> telling us what we're playing at. You know, and not doing it correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I know. Sometimes it'd be easier in the physical, right? <laughs> <laughs> well again, I just I wanna thank you so much. Um looking forward to the class over the next few days. Anyone sign up? I'm looking forward to the demonstration myself. Great. And um, you know, I hope you enjoy your time here as I'm well. Sure I, will. I hope uh LA and our community treat you treat you well and with love and kindness. They
3: did last time, so I'm sure they will this time. Thank you.
2: Awesome. All right, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Melinda. Thank, thank you very guys much. so much Thanks, for being Colby. on the show. Great. So um well, for three minutes, what are we going to talk about for Your three book? minutes? Oh, I don't want to talk about my book yet. I want to keep it on these guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The book oh. is going to be here. So, I want to just really talk about it. So, is this about...
3: one a gift for me to read?
2: That is my only copy, oh, but I will give right, you then a then gift. You I'll, bring you, oh, I'll bring you one in November. <laughs> okay. How's that?
3: That's wonderful.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll keep you to that promise. I promise to do that. So, um, now, just Melinda, is there anything for you coming up then that you want to share with people?
3: Well,
1: actually, I'm just really working very much at trying to bring the quality mediums here. So um, I do have Paul again next year. Oh, great. Coming. Um, and I would hope that if nobody can make it um, to this workshop, that they will look up my website because we will be putting together another website, excuse me, another event that Paul will be coming to because there's nothing better than having the highest quality of mediums that we can bring over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have quality mediums here. Yeah. But it's a different, uh, it's a different thought process. It's a different way of connecting to the spirit world. Yeah, and I enjoy that.
2: I mean, there's nothing, there is nothing better than a, a great teacher, though, because you can learn so much from. From different teachers, um, again, because it's the same thing, if they're bringing their personality and they're bringing who they are and their essence to their teaching, you're going to get something special from from each each teacher that that is giving you, and and they're going to see something in you that needs to be nurtured or... Push or prodded or whatever the case and I may be. I'm try to incorporate be.
1: that. Also, I do teach on uh, Wednesday evenings. I teach a class at Common Ground, Corona. Okay, so in so
2: yeah, so I, then they can look that up too. Is that on yeah, the website?
1: That's also on my website. Okay, uh, because I like to teach what I've been learning from them. That's
3: right, well, and that's what happens in the most of the countries I work in. You know, there's somebody there who I'm teaching, and then they sort of then can like in between courses then have the opportunity to keep practicing the exercises that I've taught from the seminars. No, yeah, that's great. Because if a student does nothing from one seminar to the next Mm -hmm. and don't find a place or somewhere to practice what they've been taught then it's like starting from the beginning again each time. So it's great if there's somebody like Melinda who organise or bringing yep. mediums out can provide that facility for people to have that regular training in between a seminar. So that's great.
2: So that we make you smile next time you see us. That's and right. You so can, I can see oh, the I change. see that. Oh, that's the, oh, oh that's that's good. Good. they've been that's working. Good. Yes, 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 yeah, that's and that's so what good. it's about. Yeah. It's about bringing the smile yeah. to Paul because if you've good. done that. <laughs> yes,
3: your miracle's
1: taken place. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fantastic! All right. Well, we will we will sign off with that. And uh, again, many many thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Okay. Thank, thank, you, me. thank you. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks,
0: it's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine.